Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of The Orbit Season 2. My name is Umema Suhail and I'm the Editor-in-Chief at The Sputnik, Wilfrid Laurier University's independent student newspaper on the Branford campus. The Orbit is The Sputnik's official podcast where I sit down and have a chat with writers and creators on our team about their published work and our monthly issues. In this episode, I'm so excited to bring on Alexa Ford, The Sputnik's Arts and Culture Editor. I'll let her introduce herself. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Umema, for having me. As she mentioned, I am the arts and culture editor. I'm a fourth year digital media and journalism student at Laurier Brantford. I am just so excited to talk more about Barbie. For sure. So yeah, Alexa wrote a movie review for our O-Week issue printed in the first week of September, make sure you grab your copy, called Barbie Encouraging Audiences to Truly Feel. Of course, this is about the iconic Barbie movie, which premiered this summer, July 21st. So hi, Alexa. How's it going? How's your day been so far? So far, I'm really enjoying this heat this week. Really? (laughs) Yes, I am totally in my fall girl era, but... I'm not quite ready to say goodbye to the sunshine yet, so enjoying it. But it feels a little wrong to be in 30-degree weather drinking a pumpkin spice latte, but we'll (laughs) we'll move on. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, same. I don't know how I feel about the hot weather. I'm thinking it's October. It's supposed (laughs) to be cold, right? I'm supposed to have my sweaters on right now. (laughs) But yeah, I was so excited when I found out you were writing this article or this piece on the Barbie movie when I saw the pitch list in August. So yeah, I was really excited because I really enjoyed watching the movie. Mm -hmm. I thought it was wonderful to firstly see everyone wearing pink so I went with my siblings actually my brother and my sister and my brother was convinced that we'd be like the only people dressed up but we weren't obviously so that was fun yeah you know partly why I pitched that was because I wanted to go see the Barbie movie and I wanted to feel like I was doing it for something other than just going to see it but my similarly me and my best friend went and we got dressed up in like different versions of Barbie And again, I kind of did think, I was like, oh, we're going to be those weirdos that go and we're not wearing. But no, the entire theater filled. And I think it was really sweet how every time we saw someone, we're like, oh, yeah, they're going to Barbie. And we actually went to Starbucks before and we walked in. They're like, oh, they're going to see the Barbie movie. We're (laughs) like, we, you know it. And we got like our pink drinks. Mm -hmm. We felt very bougie that day for sure. Oh, so (laughs) iconic for sure. Yeah. No, I did a full face of makeup. And you know that like makeup trend where you have like lip gloss on your cheeks and blend it in with your concealer? Yes. I did that. So my whole face was just pink. (laughs) It looked amazing. I did like the white eyeliner thing too. So it's like, you know, doll leg or whatever it's called. Oh, it's perfect. No, I tried to look just like Barbie. (laughs) You know, and I think that's part of like the excitement of was going to see that Mm. movie is you get to dress up beforehand and you get to, it's like a common theme. Like, you know, everyone's going to be wearing pink or you hope at least. And like the amount of guys that I saw there that like, were clearly dragged there mm-hmm. by their their female friends or companions, but they still wore pink, and then like they kind of you could see them towards the end getting a little into it. So it was interesting yeah. to say the least. Yeah, no, I, that's another reason why I was really excited to see that you were writing this piece because mm-hmm. I know that so many people hyped this movie up. Mm-hmm. You know, there was such popularity. It was all I saw on Instagram, Twitter, right? That, that's It basically covered all the social media yeah. all the time, every day, <laughs> until the day <laughs> it premiered and then even afterwards. It's still, I think, dominating. Like, now mm-hmm. they're doing... 
I've seen ads for they're doing like see it again in IMAX before it goes away. Like it's kind of like a second wave now people going to see it before it's out of theaters because it's a different experience going to the movie theater to see a movie as opposed to renting it on Amazon now, which is probably more popular. But I liked going to see it in the theater. I feel like because, you know, everyone's there for a common goal and you all can just sit and really experience that movie together, which and like you all get goosebumps at the same time. You all Mm -hmm. laugh at the same time. Maybe you cried at the same time. I know I did. I said (laughs) I definitely welled up at least once during that movie. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to go into the theater and see it. So it was super popular. And I, as soon as I realized, like, the timing of our publishing schedule, I was like, oh, I could do this. I could see it. And I thought it would be really fun for our readers to, if because I'm assuming most people have seen it at that point, or at least heard about it or seen the clips on TikTok or things like that. So everyone kind of knew bits and pieces of that movie. Yeah, for sure. And I think you mentioned earlier, like, Unity, right? Like, mm-hmm. Going into the theater and, like, everyone wanting to watch the same thing. We're all dressed up in pink, of course, right? And I think that you mentioned it in your piece, even, that there is a sense of unity, right? In terms <laughs> of girlhood, I guess, and just people in general in, in terms of the like in the movie yeah no for sure there is a sense of I mentioned in my article that it's not just a movie at that point it's a bit of a phenomenon because like I said when you walk down the street and you're all walking in the theater you know exactly who's going to see Barbie you can't really say that for any other movie that day that's premiering people dress the way they want to dress at the movies but when you see someone all dolled up and looking like they're going to see it you you kind of feel a little connected and you'll never see these people again but you know you're all going there to see Barbie and you all leave not maybe not with the same experience, but you've all seen this movie together. You all take away different things. But I know I really loved all the parts when like all you could hear all the people in the audience when like, oh, like you could kind of feel that everyone was feeling something at that point because that movie completely was not at all what I was expecting when I went to go see it. And then when I heard from people being like, take your best friend, take your mom, take someone you love with you. And I was like, why? It's just the Barbie movie. But then I went and saw it and I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Yeah, for sure. I, I felt really emotional when it came to, like, the mother-daughter mm-hmm. stuff, which we'll talk about. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah, it's, you know, and I, I started welling up, too, and I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, you know, this is, like, really emotional. Not at all what I expected. I thought yeah. it'd be, like, a fun, because I know, like, Dua Lipa's on the soundtrack. I'm like, this is going to be a fun mm-hmm. summer Barbie movie, but then it hits you with, like, like the patriarchy. And when it started mentioning that, I looked over at my friend. I was like, is this, is this the direction we're headed? Are we sure we're going? Like, are we sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it... Then at the end, I was like, I've completely walked away with like, not a different perspective, but I was like, that was not at all what I expected. And it made me kind of at the end, like feel, I didn't walk into that theater thinking I was going to leave with like some thinkers in my head. I didn't think I was going to think too hard about that movie, Mm -hmm. but I did, which I enjoyed. It challenged me a bit. Yeah. And I I agree with you because when I left the theater... I mean, of course, I also had a different expectation because I grew up on Barbie, mm-hmm. of course, as I'm sure most people did. Yeah. So I had, like, all the Barbie DVDs and stuff, like, Yeah, up. I was waiting for Bibble mm-hmm. to fly into the screen somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I loved him. <laughs> and it's just, you know, so I had this, like, obviously this girly kind of childish almost, mm-hmm. you know, pers- perspective of what the movie would potentially look like like i saw the trailer and everything was pink and the even the water was fake like in the movie it was right? so mattel mm-hmm. like it was so dreamy and barbie and they did a good job on that trailer not revealing at all right how that movie was actually gonna go exactly because when i left the theater i was like 
what am I supposed to think of? This? <laughs> like, I was like, what? I don't feel like it's not that I didn't feel good after, but yeah. I was like, I kind of feel a little shattered right now. Like mm-hmm. this feel, I feel like not like happy and fun loving like I thought Barbie was supposed to make me feel, yeah. or the way she used to. Mm-hmm. Like when I watched Mermaidia or Fairytopia, I was like, I just left with hope. <laughs> and then the Barbie movie, like this one, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I was like, I kind of felt a little sad for my child. Like, the, the girl who used to play with Barbie, I was like, you've grown up a lot, and now Barbie is too. Barbie's growing up too, I guess. Yeah, and I guess that's, like, a concept we don't really think about, like, no. I don't know, dolls growing up. and But as you mentioned in, like, even the headline of your article, like, just mm-hmm. feel, right? And that's something that Barbie just discovers throughout the movie. I know, and I thought that was such, like, a simple but beautiful concept that was throughout the movie where it's, like, she has an expectation of what she does every day. And, like, you kind of think of yourself in your life. Like, you know, like, you go through the motions sometimes. Sometimes you'll get yourself, you get stuck in a rut and you don't even realize that you're not living the way that I guess you think you be should be doing. But I thought at the end there when the scene where she's, like, just feel. It's such a simple command. But then, like, it hit all of us in the audience. And I'm sure in your theater, too. It's like, oh, my God, what? She was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's, it's mm-hmm. like... Honestly speaking, sometimes I was a bit confused throughout the movie. I was mm-hmm. I was trying to piece together like what the overall message is. Yes. But I feel like even based off your article and what you just said, it was so simple. You mm-hmm. know, it, the message was really just, you know, like relax, kind of yeah. like feel, right? Let yourself feel emotions and I loved America Ferrera, the one who plays the mom. Right. Her monologue was amazing. Mm-hmm. I and it's like and again, it's not complicated words, it's not crazy concepts. And as women, like we all internalize it, we all know everything she's saying. I was like, check, check, like yeah, totally. But it's like no one ever vote like people obviously many people vocalize it and there's so many different people who like advocate for everything. But just in that movie it was just so simple and it's like and it's trying to explain it to a child almost, right? Because Barbie doesn't know how things in the world work. And it's it's like shattering her innocence it's like no you can't be you have to be thin but you don't want to say you want to be thin you have to be healthy like all these things that as women growing up like we're only in our 20s but we're like yeah yeah like we get it that's just the way the world world works and barbie's like why Mm -hmm. and it's like oh we've like obviously we question it but like oh well we've just kind of accepted it and then along with those challenges of like all the problems there are associated with being a woman there's also like just being a human is a very real experience and you have to feel the emotions life isn't easy but if you don't feel those things then you're not growing which I think was a really beautiful message but like so simple Mm -hmm. but so well kind of like weaved in throughout the story and like through the dance numbers and all the really fun Ryan Gosling moments you know so (laughs) I thought it was just really really well done and like I said when I walked away I was like I did not expect to get like punched with that like message but it's a message that I think sometimes like busy young people forget. And like a lot of like when you look at elder people in the in the world, they're always like, no, like just like relax, take a beat, enjoy your. Everyone always says like enjoy your 20s. Like it's the time when you're supposed to be like growing up and you're supposed to make mistakes. But I don't think I think 20 year olds now are like, nope, we just got to grind. We just got to do it. But that movie, I really enjoyed it because I was like, just feel. That's it. Like I said in my article, like it, all you got to do is just feel. And those two words literally just like sucker punched everyone in the theater when I was there because it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and what I appreciated about the mother in the movie, <laughs> her her speech, 
Um, what I appreciate about it was, like you said, it was it's very true. As women in our 20s, we can check off those boxes. Yeah. But then when Barbie asks, like, why? You mm-hmm. know, like, why is this that? I really liked how the movie challenged women to think that. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I think that if we thought more about why this is that and why we have these expectations, not only for ourselves, but maybe subconsciously for other women as well. Yeah. Right. Then maybe if we thought about that a bit more and we tried to dismantle this, like even in our head, you know, I think that would make a difference too. And I liked how, like you're mentioning with Ryan Gosling playing Ken as there's other people, there's many Ken's in the movie. So many, but (laughs) as well, there's, there's a lot of Barbies, a lot of Ken's, but with the Ken's, like it shows that the patriarchy and like female or women oppression Mm -hmm. that also applies to men too. And they're also affected by the patriarchy in um, a horrible way. Yeah, for sure. No, I I thought they did a great job of just showing like the differences. Like there was that one scene where they're on Venice Beach rollerblading and I thought like every woman has had that experience where they get catcalled and she said she had didn't nothing happen to her yet but she's like I feel uncomfortable and like there's like a slight undertone of violence like something and then Ken's like I feel fine. I feel appreciated. I feel like I feel great and it's like yeah like, I thought that move like, it was a slight, subtle nod to that. They didn't overdo it. But it's like, yeah, it's like, even if you're walking down a street sometimes and you're with a man and a woman, like, they have completely different experiences of that walk. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job. And it was funny in the way they did it. And I was like, all the girls in the audience laughed. And I was like, there you go. Like, it's, like I thought that was just another thing of, like, why should women settle for that? Because Barbie's never had that before. And she's like, this is wrong. But, like, every other girl I know, you ask, it's like, They've been in a situation more than once where they felt uncomfortable. And, like, obviously they can't do anything about it in the moment because they're they're feeling <laughs> like a threat coming on. But, yeah, like, that movie did a good job of just, like, nodding at that. And it made – and everyone was, like – we all laughed. And then we kind of all, like, turned our heads to the side. We're like, oh, we shouldn't be laughing at that. But, like, we all know it's, like, just a part of everyday life. Yeah. Which is sad. For sure. And we shouldn't accept that either. Like, bring that on ourselves. Because mm-hmm. even as, like, like I'm a Muslim woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I wear a hijab and stuff. Yet even, like, people that look like me get catcalled and yep. get, you know, touched inappropriately just on the street, right? And I think in the movie, Barbie was literally, like, physically assaulted. Yes. Right? By another man. And that's just not okay. That's, like, so inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But that happens, like, every single day. Every day to all types of women, like regardless of the way they look and like what it's ridiculous and it's and then you say like women have to like they should be more vigilant they should be more careful it's like sure everyone should be careful but why is it on the woman to not put herself in that situation when the the person usually a man is the one putting her in that situation yeah exactly i always thought that argument was a bit like obviously flawed because it's like (laughs) obviously it doesn't matter what you're wearing right if like but why does a man think or anyone think it's okay to you know like reach out your hand or any put your hand on another person to begin with yeah exactly yeah like i I work with children Mm -hmm. and it's like keep your hands to yourself no matter like that's something you teach from a young age and they get it for a while and then it seems like they grow up and then they're 17 and then like then it doesn't matter anymore. It's like, no, no. Like, in kindergarten, you don't smack your friend. So when you're 24 or 25, you don't hit a girl, even if it's in, like, some sort of, like, an appreciative way. Like, no, none of that. None of that. Yeah, and I wish the the listeners could see our faces. But (laughs) it's like... 
No, like it's just not appropriate whatsoever. No. And you see all this conversation about these really, really deep rooted issues mm-hmm. in society have come from the Barbie movie. Right. See, that's the part that like shocked me the most. I was like, this movie is bringing up so many like fundamentally deep rooted problems in like North American and like global society about like how hard it is to be a woman and then also how rough life can be. Like she goes and she lives a day in life and she's like, this sucks. I'm like, you know what? Most of the time it does. But like when you have good people around you and like you're doing the things that you love, life can be amazing. And as a human, the human experience is something fantastic, of course. But yeah, like it was, it did such a good job, I thought. And like you said, it shows like the male side of it too and how some like, like, uh, at first, I was like, oh, yeah, it's hard to be a guy, whatever, blah, blah. Yeah. But then yeah, I watched it again. I was like, no, like, it does. And, like, I like how they had the relationship between Barbie and Ken where it's like they don't need each other. Oh, no, yeah. It's they don't. Platonic. And they said they're like, no. And then Ken, he's like, he's like, you need to figure out who you are without me. And I was like, yeah, everyone should be alone, like, themselves before they're with someone else. Mm-hmm. And they, people aren't made, like, for one person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't need that person to live. Mm-hmm. It's great, but, like... That was, an, that was another thing I think they did a good job with. Yeah, and I think that part is especially important because originally when I watched the movie, I thought that that concept was a bit glossed over a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't very emphasized, but that is so important. And I'm glad you brought that up because for per, me personally, like, growing up reading books, like, even, like, Percy Jackson, or I don't yeah. want to drag any book names. But, no, but, right, yeah. It's like when, like, in a lot of book series and a lot of the media – women are often attached to their boyfriends or yeah. their male There's, They're peers. aside from, like, the man. The man is the, yeah. the winner here. Right. And, like, although our authors can give them a personality or whatever, they're mm-hmm. still linked back to their boyfriend or male peer, Their right? fundamental trait is, like, they're somehow related, like, they're somehow related to so-and-so. It's like, oh, they're the yeah. girlfriend of, they're the sister of, they're mm-hmm. the... Co- like, they're never just standalone. But then you look at Barbie, and it's like, she's on her own. Ken's, like, her add-on, mm-hmm. which is great. But it's, like, still, and then Ken, it's, like, Ken is an add-on. Like, no one's an add-on to somebody else. Everyone has a personality, and everyone has a life, relationships, yeah. feelings. Like, everyone's individual and their own main character. <laughs> everyone else is a side character in someone's life, right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just... I thought that was nice how Barbie said that to Ken. And mm-hmm. like, you know what? You don't need It's me. like, I'm letting you go. Well, you mm-hmm. don't need me. I don't need you. We can spend time together. We could, like, have great times together, but we don't need each other. Yeah. She mm-hmm. said, like, not every night has to be girls' night, right? That's true. But, yeah. But, so I, I felt give you so time. bad for Ken at the beginning. I was me like, too. he's just shooting his shot. He's in there day in and day out. So it's true. I liked at the end when she was like, not every night has to be girls' night, but, like, some nights are going to be, and, you, like, you're going to be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, that's my girls. Because you're going to have nights with your guys, too, mm. like your friends. Yeah, go hang out so, with who you want to hang out with. Be your own person. Mm-hmm. And your mojo dojo. Casa, casa house, <laughs> honestly. That was so funny. That was fantastic. I saw the edits, like, the bloopers of when he goes around the corner, he's like, sublime, like, the other things he said. And, like, he just... They're all priceless, and I don't know how they chose the one. I don't know how the director decided on, like, Sublime is the one. Great choice, I still think. But other ones where he starts, like, singing, he just screams. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Like, it's, it was good. And he ad-libbed, like, every single one of those. They were just like, just say something. Just scream something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and going back to, like, you know, the patriarchy and, like, mm-hmm. women oppression and in the media, how men and women are portrayed, I guess, in their relationships – 
Um, one thing that I've noticed, and this is even like through conversations with like other guys, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna notice this, but they even mentioned that like seeing a guy on screen with like rock hard abs and like yep. muscles and biceps and defined, I don't know, body whatever. Yes. Right? That hurts their self esteem because usually guys don't look like that unless they're on no. like steroids or they're like it's actors, true. right? That like sculpted like the first person I think of was like Taylor Lautner from like Twilight. Right. It's like that was like the epitome of like the perfect but like in six packs. Like that was a huge thing. I don't care about a six pack. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, like me neither. If you like, have yeah. one, cool. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a defining trait in who you are. It's like Obviously. oh my god. But yeah, like the same way women have all these images of girls who they'll like are so unrealistic because it's aided by a bunch of things that are mm-hmm. not accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. Men too. Like men. Like they don't. You don't see a lot of like just bigger framed men in modeling and the media. I think they're getting slightly like slightly better at it because they had a couple like different body types in the barbie movie they had a really good think they did a good job of showing all types of bodies and things like that but men yeah like that destroys them because like you said the only way to achieve that look is with like eight plus hours in the gym or like a dedicated dietitian that's all you do I'm sorry. Like, I have a job. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I have a job. I have responsibilities. You go out for beer with your buddies every week. You're not going to look like that. Like, exactly. It, and no one, you don't have to. Like, you, no one's forcing you. Like, no one is expecting that of you because you're not a movie star. But, like, that's ridiculous. If, you, if that's all you see in the media, I could see that affecting a lot of young men and, like, thinking that that's yeah. how they will get, like, love and how they'll be successful is if they look like that. And that's just, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and in the Barbie movie, I appreciated they had, like, plus-size models or, Mm -hmm. you know, actors, actresses. They had, like, um, a Barbie in a wheelchair. Yes, yeah. So, but I feel like we didn't see that same representation on the men's side. Not as much, no. Right. So, how do you think that portrayal, like, with the actors and actresses? Because even, like, the main two, like... Like Barbie, stereotypical Barbie is Margaret Robbie, right? Oh yeah, she's beautiful. Of course she is. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> she's when, naturally beautiful. Like, she's just gorgeous. And then Ryan Gosling, like, come on, Canadian treasure over there. Right. Seriously. So, yeah. How do you think that kind of plays into the message they're trying to put out? Do you think that contradicts it a little bit? I think. Well, no. I think it actually worked in it because. She's stereotypical Barbie. She's perfect in every way. So they chose an actress who, like, by our standards, is perfect. And they did make a point of it in the movie being, like, Margot Robbie being the choice of, like, her ugly cry. It's like she's the worst for that because she still looked beautiful. I think they did a good job. They chose two, like, cookie-cutter beautiful people to show them going through this journey and being like, yeah, see, like... Just because you're beautiful, you ain't, you ain't, you're not exempt from anything. Like, things are still going to hurt you, which I thought was good. Like, it kind of showed, like, beautiful per- person privilege, like, all that, where it's, like, pretty privilege. Like, because mm-hmm. she's, she's beautiful, of course, and that's not her fault. But, like, you know, I just, I, I think that kind of helped with the message because it showed that even beautiful people can get hurt. <laughs> but, like, everyone in there was beautiful. I liked the way they showed like on the women's side, because that's what I noticed more, like the different sizes, the different races, everything. Like I liked that. The men's side, I didn't notice as much the lack of diversity because I was just watching the dance number. I was just enthralled with this like number one <laughs> hit single that came up from that movie. <laughs> like this, this song, mm-hmm. I can't stand it anymore. I can't listen to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like choosing them, I think was a good choice and it made sense. It was probably like a calculated choice, but also Margot Robbie produced it. 
so she put herself in there, which is fine. But stereotypical Barbie, I thought, should stereotypically be, like, a beautiful person. And they did. So I think it worked. I think it worked for the message. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Margaret Robbie, she did produce that movie or co-produce it. Yes, yeah. And I remember in um, interviews, like I would read articles about it, article reviews before I Mm -hmm. watched the movie, and she mentioned that she did not want there to be any sort of white feminist approach, or at least if there will be, it's not going to be dominating it, and they're going to include different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about her saying that versus what you saw in the movie and what you think now? I appreciate the fact that she said that, like, and I didn't feel... Like, like I said in my article, I didn't feel like the message was being stuffed down my throat through this movie. I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the plot. There was a narrative. There was a journey to be taken on. Watching it back again and seeing other things, I was like, you know what? Like, I think the effort was there. But at the end of the day, like, that's still the dominating voice in there as a white feminist approach. Which, like... There could have been more voices shown. Like, there could have been some different perspectives in there. Like, they did have a variety of people on in, in the cast. And I, like, enjoyed seeing all of them and what roles they played and, like, how they contributed to the plot. But at the end of the day, it's, like, it's Barbie's story and she's, like, a white girl. She's going through this. Like, you know what I mean? So it was underlying there a bit. I think now looking back, there could have been some decisions that it could have been made. But, like... Like I said in my article and like in other articles I've read, someone's always not going to be happy with the movie. Not everyone's going to be pleased. And you're a fool to think like you're making like this masterpiece that everyone's represented. Every voice is heard. Everyone is properly like fleshed out. Like every everything you want is there from like the drawing board to like the final cut is obviously a long journey. So I think like with her experience and the writers and whoever was else like was on it, I think they put their heart and souls into it and did as much as they could. Someone's always going to be left like not represented, but I think they with the resources they had and the intentions they had, I think they did an excellent job with that. Yeah. So I I think you're totally right that you can't just have everything and include everyone's perspectives yeah. and talk about all sorts of different types of feminism in one movie, right? So mm-hmm. Although I I believe that this was a good movie that kind of fully flushed out the idea of white feminism and Western feminism and Mm -hmm. what women in Canada, America, maybe some parts of Europe deal with every day Mm -hmm. and what their challenges are. And by white white feminism, I do want to clarify the terminology here. I'm talking about feminism that applies to... Um, modern day white people I guess or white women that live again in the west Mm -hmm. Um, not to say that they don't have any sort of oppression they do Mm -hmm. or I believe they do Mm -hmm. and I believe that this movie did capture that very well yes but it did not go and cover like other types of feminism because for someone who for example maybe grows up somewhere in South Asia they're gonna look at this movie and be like really cellulite like that's your biggest problem oh for sure like yeah and i don't think like yeah they they have different experiences but like like you said and like i said earlier if they tried to stuff all of those perspectives into there it would feel forced i think right so yeah someone who comes from like like you said from south asia if they saw that they'd be like okay well I can maybe relate to percent like a percentage of this, but not as much as someone 
like me from like the GTA who like reads that. I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, this is my experience. But I think that's okay because like that, obviously that movie is intended for everyone to watch, but it's gonna resonate with some people better, which is also maybe why like when I watch a movie from that part of the world, parts of it I won't understand. It's part of the like the nuances of that culture. I won't get it. I can still watch it and enjoy it, but it won't resonate with me like that movie did, which mm-hmm. is fine because some <laughs> you have to consider your audience when you're making a movie. Of course. And I think they did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, and I think that nothing was explicit in mm-hmm. that movie. I feel like everything was, like, the, the audience has to, like, read in between the lines. You have to dig a little bit. Right? Like, after I watched the movie and came out of the theater, I did have to think, like, so what did I just watch? Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, think about what was the point? Like, yeah. what did I... It was a thinker. Was the On that car, like, the car ride home from the <laughs> theater is, like, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's yeah. like, so what did you think of that? What did you think of that? Like... Me and my friend, we took an extra lap around my block before she dropped me off. I was like, I need I need to talk more about this. Like mm. this, yeah, which is good. It, it started a conversation at least, it which does. is another thing that like yeah. I, I didn't expect from the movie. Yeah, but then there's all these articles that talk about how it's like so politically charged and so feminist and mm-hmm. so not feminist at the same time. Like it's just, there's a lot of, like everyone thinks it's so politically charged, but when I watched it, it seems like they tried to insert a lot like it's like um like in that rising story arc do you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about like in in grade school they teach you about like yeah. climax and resolution oh, yeah. and whatnot. so it seemed like there were a lot of building blocks up yeah. to a climax but that did not happen no i think it was less of that traditional narrative structure it was more of like i felt like i was being taken like through a journey but there wasn't like a peak moment for her she had a couple mo like she had some revelations and she like she had some and then they took, I think, like, the climax would probably be when she, like, takes her Barbie land back, like, when that mm-hmm. whole thing happens. Because then after that, things kind of fall back into place a bit more. But she's walked away with a lesson. I think more of what she kind of goes through is, like, more of, like, the hero's journey, which fits in with that. But she has to leave her tent, like, her land. She has a helper. She has people. She has, like, a human sidekick now to help her. And then she comes back. She changes something. She fights this, like, big foe. But it's not like there's a clear enemy in the story either. She's kind of fighting this, like, huge institution of the patriarchy and how it's affecting her. So I think she follows that, like, cycle more like a hero's journey. She goes, she leaves, she comes back, she learns something, probably changed for the better. She's like a Barbie 2.0. She's a different version of herself. She's learned something, and she'll probably, like, adapt her life a little bit. But I think, like you said earlier um, about people... Like, some people thinking it's way too politically charged. It's, at the end of the day, it's a piece of art. People interpret art differently. People will take things from it and, like, throw things away that they don't want and they don't want to accept. Just like when you look at a painting, it's like, you could love that painting. People will look at it and think, like, it's garbage. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it it's art. It's up to interpretation. You are more than welcome to love it. You're more than welcome to not like it at all. But as long as you like watch it consider it and like realize that someone has put this out there into the world for consumption then i think you've you've done what you needed to do (laughs) yeah for sure so so what i'm hearing is that you think feminism or how the movie or how much or how little the, the movie is feminist is up to like individual um interpretation yeah i think like 
the producers and the director, they put in as much as they wanted to. And if you receive all of that when you watch it, like you pick up all the subtle hints and you think that's super, super feminist, then that's what you were supposed to think. Like you've received the message. If you pick up a little bit and you think it's a little too political, it might be, but like, and you're more than welcome to have that opinion. That's the beauty of like watching a movie or going any type of piece of art. You're allowed to talk about it. You're allowed to discuss it. You're allowed to love it, hate it. So whether or not it's politically charged, it might, like, I definitely see where you're coming from, and I definitely agree. There's definitely some politics in there. There's, like, nods to society. There's nods to feminism. How much of that you like and consume is completely up to you. Like, that's why it's amazing to be able to, like, have conversations like this and talk about it because you and I might have different opinions on like how much presence was there at the end of the day there probably is there is but like how much of that you took and you were okay with and how much after a while you're like okay I've had my limit that's up to you and your own personal experience and opinion of politics right yeah yeah and going back to diversity for a second mm-hmm. um because it, earlier we were talking about how this movie kind of captures white feminism, Western feminism, right? Or feminism. Mm-hmm. And it talks about that one perspective and focuses in on that, again, one perspective. Yeah. One thing I noticed in the movie that I wanted to hear your thoughts about was that when I was watching it in theaters, the first five minutes, there was, like, a scene where, like, a bunch of Barbies were on the beach, right? Yeah. And um, I noticed there were, like, a couple of Barbies that were you know, fully dressed, and they were wearing hijabs. Like, they were Muslim Barbies, mm-hmm. which, for me, personally, I, I look at that, I'm like, oh, wow, this yeah. movie is going to have hijabis in it. Like, I'm so yeah. excited because I'm seeing basically myself on screen. Yeah. That's what representation is, right? Mm-hmm. It's seeing yourself in the media or on screen. For sure. Now, like, ten minutes into the movie, I don't see them anymore. Yeah. They kind of, like, it's like they hit their quota. Right. And they were like, Okay, we've had we've had them in here. Mm-hmm. They're seen. Right now, we don't have a use for them anymore. Right, which is yeah. And like I was just a little disappointed because when they had that, I feel like I was teased a little bit because <laughs> because it seemed like they were going to talk about Muslim perspectives too mm-hmm. and how like maybe women who um, actually like I mean there's this whole concept and this is like too big of a concept for us to talk about right now unless <laughs> you want to but it's like this idea that. Um, wearing less clothing is empowering right which Mm -hmm. is perfectly fine for a lot of people who think that like that but then a lot of women don't agree with that and they think the opposite that me choosing to put on more clothes is empowering for me because i'm still at the end of the day choosing who gets to see me in what state or yeah you decide what is shown what is not and your body you put what you want on it right exactly so i was under the assumption that that perspective and that which is not white feminism right Mm -hmm. counters white feminism a bit yeah so i thought that perspective would be in the movie and be included or have its own place Mm -hmm. when it comes to patriarchy and female oppression in the west but it wasn't no you're right that kind that whole con like we talked a lot about patriarchy and like that feeling of unsafe but that wasn't nodded to as much because I don't know why but yeah there could have been more it's like look we'll look at she's wearing like things like that because that happens every day and they no you're right they didn't really add that and like you mentioned about like the women in hijabs I did see them and I was like oh like awesome I thought there'd be a character right. in there that had more of screen time some dialogue because you look like 
there was a black girl as a president and then there was the girls in the wheelchair it's like you have like a pretty good like why couldn't you just like throw someone else in there put like a middle eastern woman and a woman in a hijab like put these women that you see that are sitting there in the theater watching like at least at least one of each like come on like it's just and i don't know why that wasn't there Mm -hmm. and it's like if they had the forethought to put them in the first five minutes like to show this really diverse like walking through the scene but then not again it's like you already have the actresses here like just not can't they be more involved in the conversation because they're involved in the conversation in real life they're the ones going through this too exactly and that's the point i wanted to get to Mm -hmm. which is that muslim women and women who dress more modestly because you don't have to be muslim to do that obviously right we exist in the western world too yeah right and we have a role in you know i mean not an active role in the patriarchy i guess but you know we we're affected by it we're affected by um oppression right Mm -hmm. and on the same type of oppression that white women are facing because we all live in these countries that Mm -hmm. kind of seem to have the same social orders i guess or the same social expectations so we're under the exact same expectations it's not like me personally right my parents are from pakistan that does not mean that i'm still holding myself to standards of a pakistani woman i'm holding myself to standards of like a canadian woman not to say that those are different you were born here that's your experience right yeah i can still agree with everything in the movie like that like Mm -hmm. i can be like yep that happened to me before or like i get what she's saying here but then i don't see my response to that in the movie yes if that makes sense no it totally does and it's unfortunate because like you said you guys everyone exists in canada like that like it's not just white women and like black women there's varieties of different like there wasn't any indigenous voice either in there of course and i think that would have been an interesting one to see yeah like that would have like i i i think they probably stayed away from that to kind of avoid maybe like a big controversy but it's like that movie's already causing not causing but there's already stirring a lot of conversation you could throw you could put an indigenous voice in there and see how the public reacts to that because that would have right. been really interesting to see because even for an indigenous person, they don't see themselves in the media at all. Of course not, yeah. So. Yeah, and this was a Hollywood production, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. even Canadian. Mm-hmm. So it's possible they probably didn't even consider that, right? No, and it's interesting how, yeah, like we, like, because in Canada, I think, like, not that we're any better, but like we have a bit more education on it like we consider that a bit more like even like us as Laurier Branford students like we are very exposed to indigenous issues and we talk more about it like in all of our classes and things so yeah I was I didn't even consider that till just now but I was like there wasn't that voice either so a lot of people were included but a lot of people were left out still too yeah and again I think that's fine if like it's not like the movie could cover everything no you can't you can't win them all and you can't have every voice in there because then like I said it'll feel forced of course and then like it won't feel authentic anymore because then it's like whose story are we telling if we're telling everybody's (laughs) whose story are we actually telling that's true yeah but then again it's like indigenous women they live here Right. They yep. might not call themselves Canadian, right? No, for sure. So, But they still live here in the West, so they're still mm-hmm. facing those same problems. Again, they're holding themselves to those same, or yeah. I'm assuming so, right? They have those same social expectations on them from mm-hmm. our country. However, they would probably have a different response. They Very different like, perspective, and they, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Again, they would probably be thinking, well, I don't want to speak for them, but mm-hmm. it's like they talk about cellulite a lot in that movie more than i, know. I want them to i know and but, it's like and it's sure like, that's an issue but like indigenous women are being murdered in canada yeah today right there's and there's missing. no investigation on it there's no resources no. there's no money 
and like cellulite is the last of anybody's worries in that situation, right? Like, right. no, like safety obviously is more important than vanity, but I think that they put like those little things in there to make it humorous and relatable, I think just for like growing women. And I think they did a really good job of like showing I saw one article where it was like Barbie's going through like puberty in the movie. That was like mm. one theory where it's like she's growing up. She can't handle her emotions. Like her body's changing, things like that. And it's like yeah. it's like okay, like I could see that. It's a little far fetched because she's already like a gorgeous five foot ten like woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I get it. Like it, and that's why I loved that movie is because there's so many ways to interpret it and like her journey and that one scene where it's like where she goes in the room with Ruth and things. It's like what was that? Like, it, lots of confusing little parts in that movie where if you watch them again, you're like, okay, it could be this, it could be this. But then I think people who read a lot of reviews before going to a movie are kind of robbed of the experience of actually making their own conclusions about it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I kind of, st- I tried my best to stay away from stuff about it until I saw it. All I heard was, like, bring your mom, bring <laughs> bring someone you love with you. And I was like, okay. But, yeah, no, I think, I think, like you said, lots of voices weren't there. And be interesting to s- hear how those people, like the people who weren't represented, felt. And like right. we heard, we heard yours a little bit, but it would be interesting to see how other people yeah. responded to it. Yeah, for sure. And um, before we wrap up, I did want to talk about um, an article that I read. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an article part of the link, which is Montreal's Concordia University's independent student newspaper written by a student named Manel Rehab, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And their article was called Barbie Land and Patriarchy, an Emotional Crossover. Mm -hmm. So I did want to read out some parts of that article and ask you what you think and what your take is. Of course. So first of all, because we're talking about feminism already and how a lot of voices were left out, um, Rehab, she writes, video essayist Verily Bitchy, qualifies the film as plastic feminism, going off about how the movie lacks its ties to a real and legitimate essence of feminism with a capital F. Their Mm. take is that Barbie is an archetype of how Gerwig seems to be building her career on remaking big franchises with a progressive coat of paint. What do you think? I think they're, like, totally entitled to their opinion, and that's the way they interpreted that. Um... Gerwig, the director, Greta Gerwig, definitely has a track record of she redid Little Women and she put more of like emphasis on the relationships. It's her niche. I don't think she's trying to like make her bones on it. She's already a big famous director. She could get a job anywhere. I think that's just like when you're good at something, you stick with it. And she challenges herself. She took a bit of a, not a risk doing Barbie, but it's like, it's definitely different than like reimagining these classics films she's done. And she did um, Lady Bird, I think, too. So she does, like, a lot of these feminist things. And a lot of her films are similar to Barbie in the sense where it's, like, the message is so beautifully woven into the story. I think, like, for sure there's definitely some superficial feminism in there. But it's relatable. Like, it's, it's, it's not tied to a major feminist movement because... As far as I'm concerned right now, it's not like it was 50 years ago where you need like to go burn your bra just to get a say. Women have made great strides in becoming close to seen as equal and respected. I think we're doing a great job. And I think like young women, the newer generations now, like they 
are advocating for just not even just women rights, just equal rights. Like every, like it's not like not women are better, men are trash, like none of that. You can't say that anymore. Like everyone deserves equal everything in in North America, at least in the West, like here, like we like I think there's great strides made here, at least in at least what I'm seeing. But like of course there's superficial stuff in there because like the movies relating to how like superficial things can kind of get to women sometimes and how like we're like judged based on I keep thinking of the cellulite thing it's like we're like it's you're judged on that and like so sure they could have been more serious and put different things in there but they didn't and the movie's done and it's made so like you're (laughs) you're totally allowed to think what you want to think I think I still enjoyed it I she has a good point I enjoyed reading her article too but yeah, we had different experiences at that theater, which is the whole point. We both experienced yeah. art differently. Yeah, and the writer does go on to say that they believe that that video essayist did have a valid point. Mm-hmm. However, they said themselves the movie wasn't meant to be a pure masterpiece of moralistic perfection or the perfect embodiment of anti-capitalist feminist ideals. Exactly. So yeah, she basically is saying... She's acknowledging they, the opinion mm-hmm. of a person who has put their opinion out there into mm-hmm. the the world to be viewed and consumed but it's not the same as theirs (laughs) yeah and i i think that's okay like again i do feel like this is a like the barbie movie did show superficial Mm -hmm. you know um or materialistic things that women worry about personally i like (laughs) personally i don't think about cellulite no. I've never thought of it before the movie, and I had to, like, Google what it was. <laughs> I was like, is this something that women worry about? Because that's, like, it natural, is. right? And it is. It's silly, because mm-hmm. even growing up, like, with my, like, some of the women in my life when I was growing up, they were worried about that. They would not wear something because it, like, showcased that. Now, I mean, even, like, I see that in, like, older generations of my family, like, the older, like, the bubbas and the aunties and things, like, they all were worried about that and like, even to this day they still cover up a bit more because not probably because they want to but because that's in the back of their mind it's like I don't want to show off too much skin because it's like has cellulite on it I'm like me I don't care like yeah, I, I'll wear what like, I want when I want like I, I didn't think twice about that I was mm-hmm. like yeah. and then the, but that's that so like, ingrained into society right? did you go check yourself for yeah, cellulite I like, do I have that what is that you know I was like like I never even thought of that before because like I don't I don't know like you know that's just not something I personally think about so mm-hmm. when I saw that in the movie and it was just repeated over and over like I started mm-hmm. getting annoyed I was like is it really the biggest issue it's not I the biggest but so. it's definitely mm-hmm. on the minds of a lot of girls and that's fair mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and sometimes like it, it like I remember growing up going through puberty in like the school locker room like when the first girl like was wearing a bra it's like oh my god like it's such a phenomenon but like even then like a few years later when you had some cellulite on you it's like oh my god what is that and it's like it's your changing body chill out dude yeah yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and i don't know i always like in 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 middle school and in high school i've always changed in like the bathrooms (laughs) because i just don't know like i don't know maybe this is because i'm muslim because i know my cousins like did the same thing when they went to public school Mm -hmm. but i was just like i don't know i don't want to look at you and i don't want you looking at me me. (laughs) yeah see it's it's a little toxic a little toxic in there it it, it gets worse it doesn't get better when you go to high school it gets worse so yeah i was lucky that i had like a muslim friend with me in high school like Mm -hmm. in our gym class so that she could like change in the bathroom like next to me yeah you had someone because you're not like the one girl going up right yeah but i do remember 
um, in in middle school, there was one Muslim guy, and he changed in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I remember at lunch, and like obviously I have I don't know that because like it, I'm not you know in the boys' change room. But one of the guys like was literally making fun of him for it at lunch, being like, "Why do you change in the bathroom?" And he, and the guy was just like, does yeah, it privacy." M- does it matter? You're changing. I'm changing. Do we need to be in the same room? I don't know, but I feel like th- that also like just changing together. You know, like mm-hmm. like doesn't that set people up? For like comparing themselves, it definitely to each other. does. And like, as a young person, you're gonna do that anyway because you're mm, already so true. insecure about your body. You want to see what other people's looks like, and like, is are we going through the same thing? But those locker rooms, yeah, like they can be they can be a spot where things can get like where you can walk in there feeling great one day and like walk out feeling like absolute crap because just because your body looks different. Yeah, and I remember another guy, I think it was definitely the same guy, but he <laughs> literally, he was like, oh, yeah, this one person has pit hair now. And he's, like, telling all of it's us at lunch. It's a big deal when I'm it like, happens. <laughs> but, but, like, I, as a girl who was, like, 11 at the time, did like, not care and did well, not want to know, right? And, like, for girls, too, like, they develop a bit earlier. It's like, oh, girl, I've been getting that for a while. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. No big deal. <laughs> I know. And, like, obviously, I, it's not like... I even noticed those things because I wasn't changing. I was, and I was a slow changer too. I still am. So it's like I was like <laughs> the first one in, last one out type of situation. <laughs> but anyway, I want you to talk about another section in yeah. this article. Um, so I'll, I'll just read you what the author wrote. Mm-hmm. She wrote, "This time I was allowed to mourn my girlhood, decode yeah. a certain satirical objectification of women, and reflect on what it meant to chase a doll down to put her in her box." The aim to categorize women into labels will always benefit men, always, always, always. I really, I have goosebumps. I really loved that part because I think that the author very, like, in a beautiful little flowery paragraph there, captured how everyone was feeling at the end there. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you lose your girlhood. Because I keep seeing those TikToks where it's, like, the girl who bought the ticket to the Barbie movie and then the girl who went to go see it, and it's, like, them from, like, 10 years before. And it's true. The Barbie movie, if you're a girl who played with Barbies growing up or anyone who played with Barbies growing up, you go there kind of with that childhood whimsy of, like, I'm going to go see the Barbie movie. And you leave... It's like you've gone through puberty and, like, like the hard adolescent years all over again in, like, a two-hour span. You're like, gosh, darn it. Like, this – like, it's just so sobering because at the end of it, you feel, like, like worse. <laughs> you feel great, but you feel worse in a sense because you're like, you, you did – you saw this icon of childhood go through the things that you've probably already gone through. And now that, in, that like, innocence is gone and, like, life has made them – hardened but I like at the end that she was so excited to go try new things which is I think how we should all be but she's excited to go see her gynecologist I don't think anyone's excited to go see their gynecologist but it's just funny in that sense where it's like you have to kind of take the little things in life and just be excited about them because life is hard and like you're not always gonna wake up one day and have everything that you've always had and like people go like your like relationships end things like that so you have to enjoy life as it comes and I really liked the point where she made it it's like men will always try and label a woman because I think that still rings true and as and I think it always will because women are such strong like creatures at the end of the day that like we can't be fit into one box we cannot just be one thing we are not just one thing 
neither are men, but I think to kind of make us feel a little smaller and make us feel more manageable, it's easier to throw a label on us being like, you're this, you're that. And it's, no, no, it's like full stop, we're not. Yeah, for sure. And I like that interpretation of, you know, putting Barbie in her box. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, we are not just one label, despite men trying to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really, um, like, when I saw this metaphor, I thought it was really interesting because when I read this, I thought of how women are always told to be one sort of thing or stay Mm -hmm. in one Stay in your lane, yeah. Yeah, stay in your lane. You know, Mm -hmm. we're told... Like, I literally have family friends who've said, like, oh, yeah, my dad told me not to do this, like, really good, high-paying job because, or, like, degree that would earn me that job mm-hmm. because he was, like, you're going to have to stay home with the kids anyway. And Oh, I hate that. And I'm just, like, what? But, like, so what? Like, why can't you just get that degree mm-hmm. and, then, and then stay home with your kids if that's what you want to do? It, it's completely up to you how you live your life. And, like, when people tell me that, it just makes me so mad because, and I think like women too who choose to stay home, like if they have a career and then they choose to stay home and then they go back to it, let them. Like, and yeah. people are like, no, now you're a stay at home mom. Now you're home for the kids. It's like, and people who like um, don't, like people who are like uncomfortable with the idea of like a stay at home dad, it's like, what? Like, why? Why? Why does it matter? Does it matter? Or like when a woman doesn't stay home when woman like takes her maternity leave goes back to work like because she's she was a person before she was a mom Mm -hmm. she can be both successfully like sure it's definitely harder because there's like these societal expectations like oh where's your kid like who's taking care of your kid while you're here it's like um don't worry about it like (laughs) my kid's getting taken care of don't relax like relax Mm -hmm. but yeah like it's just ridiculous. Like, just yeah. we can be more than one thing, and we are. Like, we're multiple things. Like, yeah, no. And if you're being told you can't do this because you have to be something else, that's more of like a traditional woman's role. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's just not fair. Yeah, I just I think it's always ridiculous because women are always judged no matter what they do. Like, if they mm-hmm. stay home, they're lazy. You can't if do anything work, right. Right. If they if they work, they're a bad mom but then if they stay home they're just a lazy mom <laughs> and it's like you're not the breadwinner and you like that's that's anti-feminist right. if you stay home right you can't win and which is what like america Ferreira's whole monologue yeah. was it's like you literally you 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 have to reject men's advances politely so they don't think you're a snob but it's like okay but what if like why why do i have yeah. to be polite when they're not yeah. polite to me right she it just so perfectly showed like how helpless sometimes where it's like no one wins right you have to empower your other women but you can't dress too like you can't dress too provocatively or else like you're you're trying you're to like out outsh- you're yeah. asking for it it's like you can't outshine other women in the office either yeah. but it's like you know what i'm going to do what i want to do right Exactly, and that's the one thing, like, one part of her speech that I really liked was (laughs) the part where she's talking about money. Mm -hmm. And you also quoted this in your... um, Yes, I love that entire piece. It's just, like, she was saying you can't ask for money because that's crass, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, hold on. So if you're a (laughs) stay-at-home mom, right, because I'm assuming your husband works 9 to 5 and Mm -hmm. probably more because Mm -hmm. in this economy... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. You you need two parents working now. Uh, You have five parents working now. (laughs) Just to, like, afford, like, a basic... You Groceries. Know, really, right, and that's, like, a different issue, but... That's next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but... <laughs> maybe we will talk about it next week. <laughs> no, but, yeah, it's, it's like, come on, you, you like, 
women should have a right. Okay, I don't want to get too political. But it's like, <laughs> come on. Like, if you're working at home, right? Now mm-hmm. you're expected to, like, somehow have your own income, too? No, like, I love no. that part about money where it's like, you can't ask for money. You don't, but you shouldn't be chasing money either. Like, what? you shouldn't. And it's like, what would you like me to be doing? Yeah. Like, it, like I would love to ask, like... A, like a patriarchal man it's like what do you want me to be doing like how can i appease you the most like what does the perfect woman in those eyes look like because i don't think she exists yeah exactly. <laughs> like she'd have to be like a mindless not to say that like whatever but like you'd have to be completely moldable to whoever this man is and they'd probably create someone who like in a few days they'd get bored with because yeah. it's like there's no no challenge there, no nothing, so yeah. Yeah, and it's just they kind of glossed over this in the movie a bit, but it's like they want, sometimes men will want a traditional woman, but mm-hmm. they won't want to be the traditional man. Which, oh, yeah. Who provides for his wife and his family, or mm-hmm. right, his husband, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's like whoever their their partner, right, mm-hmm. they provide for them, they work all day, they spend time with their kids, right? People always have stories of growing up when their dad taught them this or taught them yeah. that, right? Men these days, I feel like they just don't want to do any of that. They don't no. want to provide. They Women say, don't want to stay at home and do any of that either. Like, the amount of married couples who don't want to have kids now. It's, it's rising, it, yeah. Yeah, and it's partly financial, but it's partly also it's like, if, if, no, why would I want to do that? Like, because it's a lot of work, and then it puts a lot of stress on the marriage, and it's financially whatever. Yeah. So if you, if you want to talk the talk and have, like, a traditional woman staying at home who's doing valuable work still, raising a family, keeping a house, like, keeping all your things in order but then not, like, provide for her in that sense, then yeah, like, like, don't not, ask for that then. If you're not going to pay for her nails and her hair and her gym membership, <laughs> then, like, keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, for real. Like, you, like you, if you want a traditional woman that stays at home and happily stays at who home. Who does something that, like, your mom did growing up. It's right? like, if, you, if you're going after a woman who, like, you want as, like, the, like your version of your mom, then you're, you're already lost. You're already losing the battle here. Because that's just not realistic. Right. Yeah. 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 And I, I feel like they did try to show that a little bit with all the Kens at the end of the movie. Like, or yeah. not at the end of the movie, but when they took over Barbie Land. And all yeah. the women were serving them, but they were just playing their guitars and their mojo dojo. Oh, my God. That was house. a funny scene. And I liked it. It felt quite empowering for me as an audience member when they like, pitted them against each other and they were like, because they just, it doesn't take much yeah. <laughs> for them to be like, to feel threatened and to feel whatever. But then like if a woman did that type of thing, yeah. like, why are you feeling so sensitive? Yeah. Why are you being so sensitive? That's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just how easily they took over Barbie Land too. It was just. They, they took it back real quick too. They were yeah, like, that's it's true. Pretty, that's true. They, yeah. it, it showed how easy it was in that situation for women to outsmart men. Sometimes it's not so easy, but. Anyone, if anyone puts their minds together, they cannot smart anybody. But I, That's I, I feel like women do a bit of a better job of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I feel like just slightly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. Well, thank you so much, Alexa, for joining us today in the very first episode of The Orbit Season Two. We had such an insightful conversation. If you haven't already, check out Alexa's article called "Barbie Encouraging Audiences to Truly Feel," along with many other great pieces written by our team in our O Week issue. Also available on our website, thesputnik.ca. That's T H E S P U T N I K dot C A. 
Make sure to follow our socials, including X, TikTok, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Stay on the lookout for our new October issue on Stands Around Campus and the next episode of The Orbit on Radio Laurier Station. Thank you for tuning in and have a great weekend.